You're listening to the Messy Life Podcast. Each week, we bring you genuine conversations on marriage, parenting, health and fitness, faith, and all the messy spaces in between. We strive to embrace authenticity, and we always keep it real. Welcome to Episode 4 of the Messy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Crawford. And I'm this season's co-host, Daniel. In this episode, we are going to be talking all about love languages and how understanding one another's language of love can 100% transform your marriage. Which also means the next time you have a job application that you can tell them that you speak at least six languages, right honey? I I guess so. English and, well, the five. We'll talk about them soon. Well, yes, this is something we are super passionate about and it always comes up in our marriage. We have learned so much about one another through this simple tool. Now, before we carry on, I want to let you know that the Messy Life podcast is brought to you by CleanChefMessyMom.com. CleanChefMessyMom is your go-to food and lifestyle source for clean eating and gluten-free recipes, as well as authentic conversations regarding all the messy parts of life. From marriage to parenting to faith to all the struggles that come with living a clean and healthy lifestyle— We cover it all. Head on over to cleanchefmessymom.com for tons of resources and free downloads on all of these things. All right, so we want to talk with you all about love languages. If you have not heard of Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, you absolutely should look into that and read the book. Where can people get that book? Great question. I will leave a link in the notes for this episode, but I'm pretty sure you can get it at any bookstore or online. Awesome. So first things first, what is a love language? Daniel, why don't you share the basic idea or concept with everyone? Essentially, your love language is the way that you express love as an individual or the way that you receive love. Basically, your love language is the way you feel loved. And how you receive love might not be your go-to when it comes to loving others. That's why knowing what your language is in either direction is super helpful. That's a great mini description. Thanks for that. Now, while it is possible for an individual to experience love in a wide variety of ways, Gary Chapman firmly believes that every individual has a primary language and a secondary language. So even if you feel loved by all the others, you likely feel more loved by those top two. Yes, and understanding those needs can be vital for a relationship. For sure, and we are going to talk about that a ton, but first, I thought it might be helpful to listeners if we gave a quick overview of what the five love languages are. Totally, and even if any of you listening already know them, our brief descriptions might help you identify more. So, according to Gary Chapman, the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Daniel, can you explain words of affirmation? Yes, I can. In fact, words of affirmation is one that I identify with a lot. Uh, People who identify with words of affirmation are those who feel loved by the affirming words that people speak to them. could be as simple as, hey, you're amazing. That was awesome. Good job. Thanks for doing that. Or I love you. It's very simple words that we speak to communicate love to other people. Awesome. 
The second one is quality time. And people who identify with quality time as their love language, they feel loved by spending time with another person. And so they, um, it could be as simple as going to a coffee shop and hanging out for an hour or going out to dinner or even just sitting on the couch watching a movie together. They feel loved being with another person. And then after that is gifts. Now, people who identify with the love language of gift giving are those who feel loved when they receive a thoughtful gift from someone else. And it's really the giving of the gift to them uh, reveals that the person knows them and loves them. Yeah, it's a gift of intentionality. Um, and then the next one is acts of service, which I can explain super well, as that is my love language, 110%. People who identify with acts of service as their love language essentially feel loved when people serve them in simple ways. It could be as as small of a thing as my husband making the bed for me in the morning or helping with the dishes, or it could be um, him coming out of his way to help me if I have a flat tire or um, taking my car to the gas station to fill it with gas. And then finally, the last love language is physical touch. So people who identify with physical touch are those people who just feel loved when uh, you place a hand on their shoulder or you hold their hand or you give them a hug. Um, it could be anything like that. It's not a sexual thing. It's just love expressed through physical touch. So as you can see, these are the basic love languages. And then there are a million things that can fit into those categories. For example, I have a friend that always jokes that being given chocolate is her love language, but that would fall under gifts. Or I actually have another friend that says intentionality is her love language, and that could fall under quality time or gifts, depending on how that intentionality is received or delivered. Yes, there are so many expressions of each love language, but ultimately, these are the five. Now, like we said before, every person really has their top two. Now, what's so important about knowing this? First of all, self-awareness is huge in any relationship. You can't be others aware if you aren't self-aware. Am I right? Yes, and understanding yourself is key to understanding others. And the same goes for love languages. You need to understand your own needs before you can truly understand the needs of your partner. Now, once you understand your own needs, you can communicate them. And I actually believe this is a bigger hurdle than understanding your own needs in the first place. I think a lot of people get stuck at this point, communicating their needs, but it really is vital to the health of a relationship. Definitely. I think too often we are either afraid to share what we need or we are annoyed that the other person doesn't just know because we expect people to read our minds, to know what we need at any given time and that just is not real life. He can't say this, but I can. That is totally a woman thing. We really do often expect our men to just read our minds and to be truthful. It isn't fair. If we want people to know what we need or what makes us feel loved, then we need to communicate that. Now, here's what happens if we don't communicate what we need. We feel like our spouse isn't loving us, but in reality, they might just be loving us according to their love language, because that's all they know, unless we communicate what we need. For example, my love language is words of affirmation, and my wife's is not. 
Now, if I didn't know her love language, I could spend all day long trying to sweet talk her to make her feel loved, and she could just get annoyed and feel like I'm missing the mark, and then in turn, I could feel like I'm just sucking at loving her and get frustrated in the process. Totally, and the same goes for me. My love language is 100% acts of service. I could do a million little things to serve you. Make your lunch, make you breakfast, make you dinner, get your clothes out, put your clothes away, do your laundry. Let's be real, i that's usually you doing the laundry, but you get the point. But it doesn't really fill your tank when I do those things. And then to take it a step further, I could start to get frustrated and feel like you aren't appreciative of all I do for you. But really, you do appreciate it. It just isn't what fills your love tank. Definitely. And here's where it's both tricky and highly eye-opening to know one another's love language. If I know that you naturally love others well by serving them or giving gifts to them, then there are times when I need to meet you in the middle and recognize that you are actually trying really hard to love me when you do those acts of service. And then have grace for you in the times when your default isn't to give me those words of affirmation. So really, I think as I take a step back, I think that there's two concepts we're hitting on here, and both of them apply to marriage. One is about unconditional love, the reality that regardless of how I prefer to be loved, I can learn how to love my wife in the ways that touch her heart, even if they're different than mine, and that's unconditional love. But then secondly, the other concept here is that if we can grow in our understanding of ourselves and of our spouse, then we can at least recognize when they are trying to love us, even if it's not our love language. That is so good, honey. I think knowing what another person needs actually makes us responsible for loving them well, but we still miss the mark from time to time. And what I mean by it makes us responsible is that once we know, then I think we are responsible for trying our hardest to love people that way. If you, if I know that your love language is words of affirmation, but I just say, nope, sorry, that's not mine, then that's totally not fair at all. And it's it's never fair for me to say, sorry, but words of affirmation isn't my love language, so suck it up. But it is good and fair for you to know that it actually doesn't come naturally for me. It's really challenging for me, in fact. And so for every five times I get it right on the mark, I might miss it another five. So it's just a dance that comes with that knowledge. And I think it's really helpful. And I, I really do think there's something about that responsibility, though. I am responsible for loving you well, even if it's uncomfortable for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think um, it's a habit and a choice that for me to discover that you feel loved by acts of service. And that means I'm going to practice and learn how to exercise that that love language muscle, even if it's underdeveloped to me, because I love you. That's just how it is. Absolutely. Well, thank y'all for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Messy Life Podcast Tune in next week as we talk about why we budget on a weekly basis and what that does for our marriage. Also, remember you can find more authentic conversations at cleanchefmessymom.com.